Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito The following segment is from the off-day debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. I feel like the Patriots are one of the biggest losers here. Oh, you didn't mention that when Tom was on. Yeah, I didn't say it to his face. I'm a total coward. Um, (laughs) Now, look, you know, they they made some moves where I kind of like the player, uh, I don't love the value, and that's a big deal. And I think at the the overall philosophy too. I do think what Tom said about the Patriots like making this big push on day one of legal tampering was about saying like, "Hey, spotlight spotlight is back on us now." You know, no, no, no. Hold hold on there, Dolphins and Bills rising up or the Jets potential whatever. Hold on, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. No, it's back on us now. We're the Patriots. Uh, we're changing it up. We're getting more aggressive. And I don't think that's a good strategy for them because I don't think that's really going to solve a lot. And, you know, looking at some of these contracts they handed out here, um, I was looking at uh, Matthew Judon specifically. Now, he's like top 25-ish in pass rush productivity each year. So I like that. But I also saw one of the most penalized defensive ends or edge rushers in the NFL. He's the fifth most penalized last year in 2020, 16th most in 2018, 14th most in 2017, um, had a better year in 2019. So uh, a guy who's a little bit more reckless or maybe trying to, you know, jump early uh, because he kind of maybe he lacks the, the elite explosion that you really want of a pass rusher. The Aguilar contract, which I referenced earlier, and why I'd put it, be putting that, uh, the Patriots, or at least him, in the losers. Look, Nelson had a great year last year. I think he benefited from a change of scenery. I think he benefited from a smaller role in the offense, not having to be basically the number one wide receiver, which he kind of had to be uh, for the Eagles and with injuries in certain situations. But I just don't love betting on that. Like, this is his career year. I don't think it's going to get better for him. I don't think he's going to maintain that. This is a guy who still had the second worst drop rate in the NFL last year. What do people remember Nelson Aguilar for? Uh, not just in Philly, but outside of the two, the memes and everything, unlike Aguilar. Uh, so <laughs> I, I just don't love this spending spree by the Patriots. There is an argument to be made that the Patriots are undergoing a little bit of a philosophy shift because I felt like for a long time they were like, Tywin Lannister, right? A lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of a sheep. Well, to me, what we're seeing here is the Patriots are concerned with the opinions of the sheep. 
for years, they were the team that people took less to come and play for because of Belichick and Brady and your chance to win a Super Bowl. Well, now Brady is gone, and I think the Patriots have morphed into the team that has to overpay some of these guys to get people to go play with because you have to deal with Belichick, and Brady is gone. And so that's how you end up with the Nelson Aguilar contract. That's how you end up with Kendrick Bourne getting three years and $22.5 million. Kendrick Bourne, fine player, but not really anything to write home about. But I think that that's what the Patriots had to do in order to get these deals done and get them done as early as they did, BLG. They shelled out the money. It's a definite philosophical shift for New England. So even though they they made some nice deals, I understand you putting them on your losers. Kendrick Bourne, who, by the way, you had in your draft with RJ. Oh, I let him know about that. Don't worry. He's going to have a nice year. He'll have a solid year. He'll have a year with like 40 catches. You know, 500, 600 yards. He'll get some touchdowns because he's pretty good in the red zone. He's also going to get crucified, BLG, because he does drop some passes from time to time and he does dance a lot. So brace yourself for the maybe if Kendrick Bourne spent a little more time on the jugs machine and a little less time dancing, he would have caught that ball article because those are coming from the Boston media. I think as maybe as hot takey as it sounds, stats, the onus is on Bill Belichick at this point to prove that he can win not to say he's a he's a fraud of a coach i didn't say that maybe someone said that but i didn't say that uh the onus is on him to win without brady like was brady the culture there was brady the reason and so far you know brady obviously has the leg up in that argument um so i think this is definitely what's that that's frustrating to me though. Brady got to choose his team and go anywhere he wanted. Belichick got COVID and more opt-outs than anybody else in the league. Like if you let Belichick pick the team he was going to coach, he might have won a Super Bowl last year too. One season does not a legacy make, but uh you know, look, they have to figure it out and I think what they're doing at quarterback, which is probably the biggest reason why I put the Patriots in the losers category here and we talked about it with Tom like I'm just not sold on Cam. Why why would I be? Like people talk about how and I think Pete mentioned this on Monday Football Monday like you know how COVID could have impacted him and obviously that's a variable I don't even know how to measure. I can't account for that. But still like even if we're assuming like that was a major impact like it's it's still bad when you're having and I know the rushing touchdowns are in there. But when you're you're not going to win, what are you winning significantly in the NFL if you have a quarterback who isn't throwing more touchdown passes than interceptions? And I just I think we have to see a lot more out of Cam and maybe the Patriots do something more at quarterback maybe they find a way to get mac jones or or whatever they they or trey lance and they groom him and he's going to be a freaking superstar in the future i would not say it's impossible but until we see that uh i think the jury's out on the patriots we got a little bit of breaking news blg i know you put the patriots in your losers column but they are not done they have struck again this is according to adam schefter and he says quote The Patriots are signing former Chargers tight end Hunter Henry to a three-year, $37.5 million deal, including $25 million guaranteed. That, of course, means the top two tight ends in free agency in Juanu Smith and Hunter Henry are now in New England. What do you think about that? I think I hate it even more because 12 personnel is garbage. (laughs) I've had to deal with the Eagles here for too much. Now you can say you can blame the coaching or whatever and say that was more to blame. But I mean, the Eagles ran 12 personnel stats the most in both 2019 and uh, 2020. And I think it was like 50%, which is just an obnoxious usage rate 
in 2019 and then last year was like 34 percent or something like you're not actually basing an offense out of 12 personnel and having success this isn't Gronk Hernandez anymore like that's that's not happening in today's NFL it's about speeds about wide receivers about spacing things out I don't like this either. I, I hate now. I, I I hate it even more. I think the Patriots are even bigger losers than they were before. Wow. Bringing the hammer down on New England. It's funny. We actually talked to Tom Curran about, hey, why didn't they go Hunter Henry? And he said, well, they're basically the same player pretty much. Well, now you've got both of them if you're the New England Patriots. And yeah, I, I guess that's the plan. Try and go like the Gronk Aaron Hernandez type of offense that you had back in the day. But it was a long time ago, BLG. You're right. Maybe the league has moved on since then. But uh, New England, man, they are swinging for the fences big time. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.